welcome back to New Rock Stars. The multiverse has blown wide open in the MCU, making it a Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, I'm gonna start calling it, thanks to the Loki <laughs> finale. But if you look closely, as we have, at all those little branch timelines that are splitting off from each other, are we seeing into the future of a Spider-Man No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, even Thor Love and Thunder, Quantumania, Avengers 5? Have they just given us a full roadmap of how this impacted everything we know and love from the future of Marvel? Let's talk about it! Even if it's a bit <laughs> premature, I don't care! Because this is Rogue Theory, I'm back, mother Hey. This is a show where we pitch the wildest <laughs> theories for the nerdy titles that we love. I'm Eric Voss. Going rogue with me today, we have writer, comedian, and fantastic friend of the show, Jessica Clemens. Hi. Back by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> and back by popular supply, America's favorite uncle, timeline brancher, Tommy Bechtold. Yes, I'm old. I'm older than I look, and I'm tired. Uh, back by legal obligation, and thank you guys for keeping me out of prison. Uh, just make sure we remember to sign your paperwork after we're done taping, because otherwise I, it won't count. I appreciate that. We also got with us, of course, fellow New Rock Stars host, MT. Hey, gang gang, what's going on, everybody? Hey, gang. We just got to shout that at the top of every video, because exactly. how often are we going to be right on this? You know, right. <laughs> we got we got the Kang gang, we got the big head gang, everybody's out and about today. Right? The Kang Hang Big Head Gang Alliance. That's right. I'm not the in a gang. Okay. I'm wearing a jean a... jacket and I'm not in a gang yet. How dare uh, you, Jess? You can Get be on in my How gang. dare I? How can dare you be I? In the Denim Divas. Ooh, Start Jess. Your... The Denim Divas. Big face team. Whoever has a big face can also join. Jess. Hey, Jessica, you, you, can, you can be in my gang. It's called the Boothang Gang. And it's just me and you. Aww. Aww. That's pretty good. I'm going to do that. Fan gang. None of you guys are dating Tommy. <laughs> well, let's dive into this. The sacred timeline's eruption into a multiverse in the Loki finale seems to have direct implications on titles like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But what about all the other titles we know about coming down the MCU pipeline? We're going to go through them all, one by one. Like, could Thor Love and Thunder be set in a timeline that we're in or in an alternate timeline? Could She-Hulk be in a live-action what-if? Is Avengers 5 guaranteed to be a multiverse collision event like Secret Wars? How are the Fantastic Four going to fit in all this? So uh, here's what I want us to do. I'm going to mention a title, streaming series, movies, uh, whatever these things could be in a couple years. And I want us to sort them into one of three categories. One, is it going to be in the main MCU timeline where, like, the... Infinity Saga has taken place. B, are we going to see it taking place in an alternate timeline that has something parallel but just off about it? Some One of those other branches. Or mm. C, is it going to be an interdimensional story that's set across multiple timelines the way Loki has? Mm. Okay. You guys down for this? Oh yeah, I'm down for it. This is interesting. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. do it. Okay. Uh, we'll start with what if. What if seems to be uh, the third category, right? Interdimensional. But do we think any yeah. of these stories could be set in our prime MCU timeline? I don't know if any of the main stories will be set in our main timeline. But like, we do get a shot in, in the what if trailer of a Scarlet Witch, which makes me think. I'm like, is that our Scarlet Witch? Like the the same Scarlet Witch from the Sacred Timeline? So like, I'm wondering if there are characters that will be introduced in the t into that third category interdimensional story but um i don't think that there's going to be any core story in what if or any like episode of what if that will take place in our timeline primarily i think it's all just going to be 
Um, and it's going to be mainly, the whole season is going to be an interdimensional story set uh, across multiple timelines because we do see those multiversal Avengers. Well, and that's day. the fun of the comic what-ifs, are that they're hypotheticals that don't, ma- they don't ruin your main narrative timeline. They're like, exactly. I remember reading like, what if Uncle Ben had lived as a kid? Or what if, uh, I forget, there was one that was like, mm-hmm. what if Wolverine was in the Fantastic Four? And they're just kind of like a creative muscle flexes, I think, for for the writers. So I, I have a feeling that that series is going to be more of a fun hypothetical than an actual lean in and get more main MCU timeline information. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I've been wrong once or twice on this show, so you can't always... Trust what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we try to. I mean, Jess, do you think that Uatu the Watcher could uh, have been a uh, primary MCU? Because they, they animated him in a way, but, like, because he's such a, a weird form, Jesus like, Christ. could that have been implied to have been in the same world as the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, or, or Thor? That'd be sick as hell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope so. Uh, how much do you think is going to be canon because of the What If series? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's just for fun. Is that just me? Is that wrong? No, that's what I think. No, too. it's not right. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, am I wrong for thinking that? Yeah. I okay. just think the rules of it are going to be canon. Yeah. You, know? you think? Like the, the idea of, I don't think the exact scenarios will all be canon, but I think this idea of alternate realities will be canon. Oh, for sure. Okay. I, I, I am of a differing opinion here because I think that this is going to hardcore tie into the uh, the more multiversal elements that are coming up into the MCU. I never really considered that, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright's Watcher could actually be the the Watcher that we see um, in the MCU going forward. Because in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the Watchers were highly, you know, CGI characters. Like, right. you're not going to get, like, a, a real yeah. man to be a Watcher. Right. So you can easily have Jeffrey Wright be uh, any looking watcher that he needs to be right. in the yeah. right right and we'll move through these um uh, a bit quicker because we got a lot of tiles we want to get through but uh let's talk eternals quickly you know so eternals mm. i still a big question mark for me uh, mm. what do you guys think how do you think eternals could tie in with what happened in loki or will it Hmm. I mean, like, there are definitely some elements in Loki that Eternals could tie into. Definitely the uh, the whole Kang um, aspect of everything, the Ramatut specifically, mm-hmm. the Ramatut incarnation of Kang. We do we, we do see that Sphinx in the um, in in the Void in Episode Five of Loki, and in the comics, a Sphinx is a time machine that Kang uses, and that that I've, I brought this up in Inside Marvel before. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, there could be a connection there with the Eternals because they are this long lived people and the story is going to be taking place over uh, thousands of years as Marvel Studios has revealed. I think Eternals will be a main MCU timeline, but I, I, which we talked about in big question, I'm more confused and just trying to figure out because the Eternals are the Eternals, but we're also talking about the Celestials coming to Earth. So what are the Celestials going to be doing with Kang and how did Kang interrupt the Celestials? And so that's where I think it could cross into a different timeline because where is, who's bigger than God? <laughs> um, the Celestials are like, not <laughs> to be like, no, just kidding. Oh, okay, so you're LeBron? right. The thing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giannis. LeBron James. Yeah. I, I think that it's going to be in the main timeline. I don't think they're going to really address the whole Kang situation or Loki situation. I also want to know maybe like Loki is uh, happening way after so, uh, the Eternals movie, but it, it could 
talk about it just because we're trying to figure out who's stronger, Kang or the Eternals or the Celestials. My, my answer is not as fun, I think, but I think it, I think I think Eternals is going to kind of suffer from the same. I mean, I like Black Widow, but I think it's going to have the same thing where a lot of I think what is happening in Loki. Obviously, I think Marvel has their plans that are years and years, uh, you know, ahead of time, but. I have a feeling Eternals is going to be kind of feel like, oh, this movie was supposed to come out a year ago. And it's going to be good. It'll be very entertaining. But I don't think it's going to... I think anything to tie into what happened in Loki is going to be... is being done now or has been done over the last couple of months. Like, yeah. whether it's a post credit scene oh, or it's an additional reshoot. I have a feeling the narrative of that story will be a main MCU. It's, I think it's mostly going to be the... You know, we're going to get the first 30 minutes are going to be kind of the explanation of why they didn't interfere with the Battle of New yeah. York or Thanos invading and why, why that <laughs> happened and why that was allowed. We've discussed that on a bunch of other rogue theories and big questions. But I, I – so, I yeah, I, I honestly – Eternals is one of those movies that I have no idea. I mean, I really – anything could happen in that movie and I would be like, mm -hmm. okay, that's fine. Uh, there's so yeah. much – They've, they've invested so much in the cast of that movie. There's so much star power in that movie that it's like, I feel like it's got to be setting up for more. You know, like they have to be, some of those characters have to be going into other movies, you know, are, gonna, are being set up to appear in other things, I think. Eternals could end where Loki begins, only because that way, the Celestials are working with so much in the universe that what Kang is doing is probably so mo like minuscule to them that they're like, Yo, this guy's keeping order in the world. Why are we gonna get so mad about it? Um, and so it could that could be the timeline of it. I I feel like they have to address it if it was before. So that's why I'm like, there's there has to be a reason they're not going to address it. Yeah, maybe within the family tree, the Eternals we meet Alars's father, Kronos. You know, oh, yeah. and then Kronos oh. has some kind of opinion on what Kang is doing mm -hmm. or what the CDA is doing. There could be some kind of crossover there. Or like the Eternals could, I mean, since they're long lived, we could see Eternals in the year three thousand, where you know sure. Kang started. So like maybe we could see that. Yeah. Um, in Eternals. That is true. That is true. That's true. All right, let's move on to the one that you guys, uh, I think everyone is most curious about, Spider-Man No Way Home, right? That's the big <laughs> title. Just a trailer. Or, I mean, at this point, movie theaters are putting up fake posters, and people are tweeting me, like, is this real? It's like, no, just spend 15 seconds to fucking Google it and right. see that it's not real. Uh, but anyway. My boy. Um, my boy. But uh, the this movie is going to be a very big deal, and we're all mm. waiting to see how much of a multiverse story is going to be. Right now, based off of what we know, do you guys think it's going to be set main MCU, alternate timeline, or across timelines? Across timelines, Across. Across I the universe. God. I, I hope think it's, so. I think it's the main timeline, and too many things are coming into the main timeline. Uh, I think okay. there's a breach in the, 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 the number one timeline. So it is kind of a green. It's a cross, but I think it is just like, oh, we got to fix the earth that we're living in right now, not Spider-Man going into the other ones. But. So you think Spider-Man from other... Timelines are coming in to fix the main timeline. I think they just, I think we're honestly, which is fight me. I think we're kind of mirroring <laughs> into the spider verse. I think that now I think they're like, we can do this. We can do this. And I think it's like, they're all coming into this one. But instead of the Spider-Mans, I think it's more of the villains. And I think that's why we're getting the villains coming back. I think they're just up disrupting the timeline. They're jumping in and they're like, we can all cause chaos at once. And I don't think we're getting like the sinister, whatever it's six, but I think we're like, we could just all mess this up. 
we can all just mess this up and it's Spider-Man having to like clean it all up. As, as long as we get Norman Osborn as Dark Avenger Iron Patriot to prove one of oh my, my worst rogue theories, I'll be happy. If that, <laughs> if that comes full circle and I can go back on this show and celebrate, crown myself the king of theories, then I'll be fine. Other than that, <laughs> anything else can happen. We also are forgetting this is a rogue theory, so I should be going a little more yeah, crazy go rogue. Let's Sorry, go extra boss. crazy. Oh, um, no, that's fine. I think that Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely going to be an interdimensional story, but like because it's John Watts, I th- I would love it for it to be a like an interdimensional like road trip vibe with like you know we're on the run. It's like me and my friends, and we're going to different universes, and like you know just to keep up with the theme of like you know that, that this '80s sort of like trilogy is, that we're getting. With can John I Watts. tell yeah. you how good of an idea that is? And that is what I think. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder is going to be. Oh, but we can get into it oh later. My God, but that's yes. what I think Thor Love and Thunder is going to be. But let's remember one thing, though. If this is a multiversal, you know, multi-timeline, sorry, to, I'll use the correct uh, terminology. What is what, what is Peter Parker's first question going to be once he finds out that there are more Spider-Men? Is Tony Stark alive in the, is his, like, hero, mentor, father figure? Is there versions of him alive in other timelines? And can he reach out to him is there a way is there a chance we get like a shocking robert downey jr cameo in this movie like through something i see your face eric you make that face at me if you want but i'm going rogue baby i'm saying yeah, yeah. Peter Parker, he's going rogue Peter, for Peter you parker's going to i mean he's gonna want to know like okay the existence of you guys i guess because they don't look like him then he'd be like well it won't look like i don't know i've just talked myself out of it with that but i'm wondering if like once he finds out there are other peter parker's is he going to seek out a way to, like, reconnect oh, with to Tony find. Stark? You know, because he's still a kid. That's more oh. of a thing a kid would do, right? Like, an adult would be mm. like, no, my Tony Stark is dead. But, like, a 19-year-old, or however old he's supposed to be in the movie, 18 or 19, would maybe still try and do that impulsively. So, I don't know. I'm saying, like, that could that. be a way that that plays in. That would yeah. be pretty crazy. Like, I love that theory. I think that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, while that, that may not happen, I do think that we're going to get a Robert Downey Jr. variant of some kind. And I hope that it's Norman Osborn, because that would be a mind You and the Norman Osborn it would be so Iron crazy. Man. You it would be are so like, great. it's going to be Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I want it. I just want it to. Yeah, okay. I think only Multiverse of Madness could have that Norman Osborn thing. I don't think any non-Sony partnered Marvel thing oh, would be able right, to pull right, that right. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Multiverse of Madness is a place... Or, what did I say? I meant No Way Home, not Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, you said yeah. Multiverse uh, of Madness. Sorry. But that's why I think you guys could be onto something with, with Osborne showing mm-hmm. up in No Way Home. But I'm going to skip the streaming titles for now. Let's go right to Multiverse of Madness. I obviously think in, it's in the title that this yeah, is going to be yeah. across different universes. Yeah. Um, but is there anything specific that you feel like you learned from the finale of Loki that gave you ideas for Multiverse of Madness? I mean, the new evil TVA, or Kang-controlled TVA, implies to me that the like the multiverse may now that it's it exists it may be more chaotic but still under evil control you know like mm-hmm. maybe kang uses the tva not to create one circular loop as he was saying of one main time maybe now he has multiple timelines that he can oppress and get, have do his bidding because you know as the kang that we met in loki said I'm Mm -hmm. by far not the worst. There are many worse versions of me. So we don't know the version running the TVA may be one of the worst versions. We have to assume probably is. So maybe there's like, maybe he's using the other timelines to his advantage. And that's Dr. Strange's job is to kind of liberate 
all of the time, all of the multiverses, all of the timelines. At the end of Loki, and uh, he dies, Kang dies, and everything happens bad, whatever. I think he gave his power, so he made it and orchestrated a world where Wanda becomes Scarlet Witch because she needs to work with Doctor Strange in order to kill all of the other Kangs. I think Doctor Strange himself couldn't do it alone, but also would be like, I don't really see the reason of us like doing this, but he needs a Scarlet Witch. He needs more than one person that can go beyond the timelines and destroy himself. So I think he's just train. He's just getting the world ready for his disaster that is himself. So I think that's what we're gonna get with Doctor Strange is him and Wanda teaming up to fight all the other Kangs, or at least they're getting prepared for that because who's gonna really win over a fight with Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch? Like that's uh, you guys. You would get your ass. I, I like uh, this idea a lot. I'm just not sure if they're going to already bring Jonathan Majors back for Multiverse of Madness. I, yeah. I think he might get referenced in the story. Mm. I just think that a Doctor Strange villain, they might just go in a different direction, whether it's, you know, uh, just making Wanda a kind of, um, you know, maybe not having mm-hmm. a big bad and Wanda just starts as a villain, but they end up working together. Or Mordo is the villain or Shuma Gorath could be the villain or Nightmare. Like, mm. I, I just feel like Sam Raimi, like he'll want to play with Kang. But they're gonna have to pick up a different toy from the toy chest for Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. I believe. Okay, I trust that. Do we trust that there's gonna be more villains coming in that are gonna be as tangential to the entire MCU as Kang? Though I think Kang is the villain, and I think like when we see Gore, it's gonna be done with Love and Thunder, and when we see anyone else, it's gonna be done in their movies. But do we think like yeah? So if like. Uh, anyone came in Multiverse of Madness, that would be their one and done, right? Maybe, unless it's someone like Doctor Doom, right? Like, Doom is someone who they're going to want for multiple titles. But I think Kang is going to be someone, I don't think he's going to be thwarted even in his big Kang movie. He's just going to keep coming back as long as Marvel still wants to keep playing (laughs) with him. If they brought Doctor Doom in, that'd be great. But how could they bring Doctor, I I guess they could bring Doctor Doom and Kang in. God, Doom. Yeah, yes, yes, but then that's what, I want Doom to have his own interest intro versus like Kang being like this is Kang's umbrella and then Doom's underneath it. It's like no, no put Doom above that. Yeah, the version of that in my head that works Jess would be like Multiverse of Madness ends with like an Unleash, a Pandora's box opening and in addition to Kang being amongst them you see Doom, you see Galactus somewhere in there, you see (laughs) Mephisto in there, you know Don't even say Don't even say the name, don't even say the name Don't even say the name. We're not supposed to say that Say the damn name. No, but like But I would love that with Secret Wars, like mm -hmm. MT said, but MT goes. But no, just to add on to that, you gotta remember what the Ancient One said in Doctor Strange 1 with um, he's like, hey, if you knew everything about the multiverse, you would run out of here in terror so, like, there are bigger threats other than Kang outside of the multiverse. Because, again, we have Dormammu. We have, like, well, like Eric said, Shumagorath. Like, there's more multiversal entities that could uh, play a factor um, in the future. So, like, you know, we could get Beyonders, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, that could be, uh, we could do the Builders. I don't know. There's a lot of big, bad um yeah. energy well um jess you had mentioned love and thunder um mm. I, it's uh, you know i'm so excited mm. for this movie what's your theory yeah. for how love and thunder is going to connect all this okay so it's rogue theory so i'm gonna go a little rogue so i i love the idea in theory that um that thor is just coasting the galaxy with the guardians of the galaxy um i would love that more than anything but i think what realistically is happening is that we're gonna follow the timeline that jane foster does have cancer because that's one of my favorite well it, it's in like all of the comics but it's such a good 
uh, justification, such a good everything for her holding the hammer and being able to purge her chemo or get rid of her cancer for the time being. So I think she's going to, that's how she's going to get the hammer. I think she's going to be traveling the galaxy, trying to defeat Gore the God Butcher. And I think we're following the unworthy Thor comic issues because I love the idea of coming from where we are to Thor now. Thor is definitely still not feeling himself. I still like think he still has doubt in himself. So he can't hold the hammer anymore. He's just like, I can't do anything. Someone else is going to have to take the title. And that's where we get Jane. And that's how we're going to have them going through Gar the God Butcher. I just realized now out loud, I'm just saying my theory for what the movie is. <laughs> is it going to be in the multiverse of madness? Is it going to have the multiverse involved? I don't think so. I think okay. this is... Well, actually, no. I would love for this timeline to be just about Jane, and this is just an alternate timeline, but I don't think we're trying to stray too far off. So I think this is going to be following Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the main MCU timeline because it's both taken in New York. Okay. I like that idea. Um, Sorry, uh, MT Tommy, I'm not going to let you weigh on this because I want to talk about Wakanda forever. Uh, Is there a possibility (gasps) that they could use the multiverse to do a bit of resetting in the MCU when it comes to mm-hmm. losing Chadwick, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. maybe mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. his absence could be justified mm-hmm. because it's taking place in that what if timeline where T'Challa became Star-Lord and now this is just taking place in another timeline. Yeah. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think, I hope in the future they end up using the multiverse to recast a lot of different characters, like have a new Iron Man, you know, everybody. And then yeah. among those could be a new T'Challa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to bring a new T'Challa. Not in this movie. I, th- I don't a, think they'll do it in this yet. movie, but it'd be good, yeah. I think, in the future. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. that a variant T'Challa is inevitable because, like, the story of Black Panther just got started in Black... Yeah. We only got Black Panther 1. And, like, right. they definitely want to make a Black Panther, you know, 2. I mean, obviously, Wakanda Forever is the Black Panther 2, you right. know, spiritual sequel. But I think they want a proper Black Panther 2 and bringing in a variant is the perfect way to do that without, yeah. you know, removing T'Challa's, um, uh, Chadwick's legacy as T'Challa. You're just like, all right, it's a different variant, different guy, but same character right. from a different universe. So much so, good T'Challa's story left to tell. You know, uh, yeah, there is. for sure. And so, like, you know, that's, it, it, we could see some variants in Wakanda forever in that sense. Because, like, you know, we are kicking variants off with Loki and Wakanda forever is, you know, coming out, you know, so, somewhat soon. And so that I could see them, you know, unveiling um, after Wakanda Forever celebrates, you know, Chadwick's life and, and, and his contributions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just being like, all right, you know, this is that, but like we got to move on because Wakanda is forever. And so T'Challa is also forever. And so here is, um, you know, not, not, not a replacement for Chadwick, but like here's the continuation yeah. of T'Challa's story. Um, so yeah, I think variants are definitely could definitely factor in Wakanda forever. Um, oh, that'd be great! They just casted Michaela Cole. Yeah, uh, that's exciting, yeah, right? Just, uh, what do we think for that? Right, I'm... Storm maybe. Ah, oh, I want. We uh, all want Storm, yeah. but we're not gonna get Bro, Storm. But so. we all want. Storm. I honestly, I want it. I, want I, it I have so been bad. campaigning hardcore for a female Doctor Voodoo hardcore, oh. and I, I think that like oh. uh, getting a really great um, you know African American oh actress God, or man. hopefully a Haitian actress. So looking ahead to other titles, I think we can assume Ant-Man, The Watts, Quantumania, and Guardians Volume 3, um, that these will be set either in our timeline, Quantumania in another timeline, or across mm-hmm. timelines. But let's look ahead to like the big titles that we're working towards, the big crossover mm-hmm. events, Fantastic Four, whatever the fifth Avengers movie, might be Secret Wars. 
What do you think Loki has told us about what that next huge crossover event will be? Fantastic Four. There's definitely going to be yeah. some inter timeline or, or alternate timeline stuff because yeah. we don't know where those motherfuckers are at. Uh, right. And like they could just be living in a completely alternate timeline um, and oh. just doing their own thing. Maybe that timeline has mutants. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, definitely some alternate timeline stuff or at the very least or or maybe just interdimensional stuff because that family gets up to a lot of stuff. But a Secret Wars scenario... Um, I think is highly likely. I think we're highly on this path, and that would be a, an yeah. inter-dimensional um, type of story. Though it wouldn't right. be like traveling through timelines; it would sort of just be like all the timelines coming together into mm -hmm. one battle world. I'm just wondering, by Avengers Five, will we have mutants? You know, like that's the big question we're all kind of mm -hmm. wondering: is like which one of these mm -hmm. titles is going to finally establish the X Men, or the, at least the possibility of the X Men. Is it, you know, like, when are we getting that? Is it sooner than later? Is it going to be in the next four that come up? Is it going to be through a TV series, through a Disney Plus series? I, I so, I mean, because I could see the, the fifth Avengers movie being, like, a X-Men and Avengers, like, trying to figure out how they coexist against a big bad. Fun. Like, mm. okay, we are, we are the, we're the super team from our world. We are the super team from our world. This is a foe that we both have as a common enemy, but first we have to figure out how to coexist. I could see that happening, but there a lot would have to happen in titles that are not called X-Men for that to be a thing. You know, we'd have to be meeting individual X-Men in each of these, you know, forthcoming series. So mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, the, the Secret War seems to be like where it's converging, where, where like, you know, the story narratively seems to be going, but I could see them swerving and doing, uh, you know, something just completely original, or at least not not original, but like MCU original, and and, and staying mm -hmm. away from Secret Wars. I still think they're following WandaVision more than they're following Loki if the Fantastic Four were to come in. But I do like the idea of them coming in um, just in the middle of Secret Wars. Because what if they did just show up and the people are just like, who are you? And they're like, we're the, we're the superheroes. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're the superheroes. But I think they need a bigger introduction. And that's why I stick with the WandaVision theory of just like, when they are talking about like people get lost in space, I want those people lost in space to be the Fantastic Four. And somehow they hit some anomaly in space that is due to Wanda. Or it could be due to Loki breaking up all these like branches. But I them coming out of a like a, like a timeline, um, just a random timeline, I want them to have more... We this is our world versus like they're coming in through a different world. I want them to like this is their earth. Also, yeah. also it would be yeah. a very uh, Kevin Feige fu if he successfully made a movie called X Men versus Avengers to like to like shine the DC for failing at Batman versus Superman. Like <laughs> if he was like, we're gonna make a good movie called the X Men versus the Avengers, even though we all know the result will be the same that they team up <laughs> in the end. That would be yeah. a very Marvel flex. Oh no, like that's that's very likely though because with the Secret Wars, again, with the yeah. incursions, like uh, the Avengers could fight the Fox X-Men right. technically. Right. There's a, there's good reason for an Avengers versus X-Men scenario. Right. But anyway. In Secret Wars, they they won't even fight the villains. They're just fighting <laughs> each other. Well, I mean, they, they do at first. <laughs> yeah. They do I at first that. and then the villains are just being stupid. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> um, but that'd be fun. A lot of great ideas brought up in this conversation, guys. I loved uh, hearing all these takes for the upcoming films of the MCU. The golden rogie point's going to go to Jess for her Thor Love and Thunder theory. Yeah. Uh, hey. That's the version of Thor Love and Thunder Fly. I'd love to see. Yes. Um, but we have some more uh, questions we have about Loki we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, but first, we have some people we want to shout out. Uh, this is the last week to grab yourself some of the Loki-inspired merch over at NewRockstarsMerch.com. Several sizes and styles have already sold out, and more of them will be disappearing soon, like they all got sent to the void at the same time. So grab yourself a latest Obsession shirt, or a Loki Gator sticker, or a Moby Son of Jetski shirt, and show your support for New Rockstars at NewRockstarsMerch.com. Uh, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode, of course, and uh, starting with our friends at Movement. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean, original designs, Movement grew into one of the fastest-growing watch brands, shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now, movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from screens, expanded to minimalist jewelry, more style essentials that don't break the bank, all designed out of their California headquarters. On July 20th, movement is celebrating their eight-year anniversary by running a huge site-wide sale. Everything is 28% off. That's 28% off all their best-selling watches, glasses, jewelry, and more. I recently got the Ocean Plastic Edition watch from movement. It looks really cool. It's super functional. In its case, strap and buckle are made entirely from reclaimed ocean plastic pollution. Movement is going all out for their 8th birthday. This is their biggest sale of the year. Take advantage of these price points before they go. Don't miss Movement's biggest sale of the year. Go to mbmt.com slash rogue and enjoy your 28% off. That's 28% off site-wide at mbmt.com slash rogue. Join the movement. Uh, we also want to thank Decked for sponsoring this episode. One of the joys of truck ownership, of course, is being able to haul a lot of stuff. What's not so great is keeping that stuff organized and out of the elements. You got your tools rattling around under the seat, uh, or your full Beanie Baby collection just roasting in the sun in the truck bed. That's <laughs> why you got to go to the decked drawer system for your truck. Decked makes organizing, accessing, protecting, and securing everything you need so much easier. Each of decked's two Full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out waist high, giving you easy access to your stuff. The drawers are weatherproof, protecting your stuff from all the elements. The creative design also keeps your stuff secure. The decked drawer system is 100% made in the USA and backed by a three-year no-hassle warranty with a great customer service team ready to answer all your questions. Get your decked drawer system and quit letting those beanie babies bake by going to decked.com slash rogue where you'll get free shipping. That's decked.com slash rogue for free shipping on your deck drawer system. Decked dot com slash rogue. We also want to thank Mint for sponsoring this episode. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, well, what's a catch here? Well, the trick is that there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out those retail stores, folks, Mint just passes on those sweet seat savings just directly to you. Here at New Rockstars, Philip switched to Mint. He loves it. He saves a bunch of money, and he got to keep his phone and his contacts. So for people looking for some extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash rogue theory. That's mintmobile.com slash rogue theory. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash rogue theory. All right, guys, what the f*** is Miss Minutes? 
Ooh. <laughs> we still uh, don't have an MT's answer. MT's wife? Oh, yeah. uh, yes. MT's that's mistress? the main answer. That's I didn't ask who. I said um, what? Eric, it's, it's <laughs> mine and your personal friend, Tara Strong, that we interviewed on Rick's that's Plane. Right. Uh, but also, I, I think Miss Minutes is Kang. I think I think it's just one. essence of Kang. It's like he peeled a little bit off of himself, and it's just a proxy. Everything she sees and says is him. is is his is his mind. Is he sees? It's not like she relays things to him. He like omnisciently sees through her eyes, communicates through her. I think she's just Kang. I think she's just so he's using you know, some kind of conjuring magic to yeah. make her appear. Yeah, she's like a proxy to him, but but like but is him. Uh-huh. She's Kang. She's just he just thinks like the, the, that version of Kang seems a little more whimsical. Seems very whimsical, and I think mm-hmm. like he seems like kind of a theatrical goofball. I think that's just he's like this is cute time. This is a face. This is a clock face. This is Miss Minutes. Okay, so he needed a cuter proxy than just a, an employee of the TVA. Something to balance out the timekeepers. Yeah, something to something to not and something to not scare the variants when they're being like when they're being educated on what the TVA is right before they get proved. Like interesting you know, theory. Like, like your killers come with smiles. You know that old theory. <laughs> just what are you thinking? Carnage does. Um, I think <laughs> that it's a variant of Renslayer. Oh. I think it'd be so fun to be from a different timeline of Renslayer because we all know that, like in the comics, that they had they had a relationship. So it's like, what if this is a Renslayer that loves him and is always gonna be there for him and always takes up for him because she didn't even lie, to, like, or she did lie kind of to the other Renslayer, and she's just like, I only work for He Who Remains. That's my man. Mm. So I was like, what if this is a variant of a Renslayer that is. Because we already saw that there's a variant freaking alligator Loki. Why can't there be a variant time digital clock woman that is sure, Renslayer? Sure. So I think it's, I, and they're loyal. They're a confidant, just like the Renslayer that we saw as the principal and as just the Renslayer in the show. I like that idea a lot. I think Tom is on the money there with Miss Minutes being, you know, an extension of Kang. But I think that, you know, remember Kang's little um, wrist thingy that he yeah. used, like his little yeah. temp pad? It yeah. was a circle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that just like Miss Minutes. It's a circle like Miss Minutes. So yeah. maybe like whenever like he's talking through, you know, Miss um, Minutes, it's just like, all right, here's my will or like here's oh, me speaking yeah. through Miss Minutes. And because it's a circle, it's like, all right, this is the circle version of me. And like in, in as we've learned. the circle version <laughs> As we've learned, um, Jonathan Majors provided the voices for all of the timekeepers uh-huh. in um, in episode four four i believe of 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 loki and so like i'm not saying that jonathan majors has a really good tara strong miss minutes impression because that would be insane if he could summon that Um, (laughs) that would be amazing (laughs) but but maybe he remains does maybe he remains as a killer freaking miss minutes impression and he's doing the voices like that'd be hilarious going around he's missed out firing all of these characters. He just yes. takes Wait. a yellow pie and goes, Hello! No, like straight up Norbit, like straight up freaking Nutty Professor. Like what what, what if what if what if the two theories that, that we have are 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 actually the correct answer at the intersection? What if Miss Minutes is a Kang variant? But like what? the most like she's like the most docile, like pleasant, like, you know, mm. nice Southern Bell Kang variant, and he just that's why he's allowed her to live, because she's not a threat to him. But instead, she's the most submissive. She's Kang just, she's like, just like she, but she has the power to, you know, be anywhere, go anywhere, communicate, 
and and so what if she's just a weakened yeah. Kang variant? I like the idea that you know Kang is or he remains as alone in that Citadel castle that you know um, maybe it used to be a much brighter place, and then this old woman showed up at the door during a rainstorm. And he cursed the old woman and turned the old woman away. But she warned him not to be deceived by appearances, for beauty is found from within. Oh. This, this sounds like Beauty and the what? Beast. This sounds like this a whole original story. Just just what you say? And one of his clocks came to life. And she's like, howdy, y'all. Yes, it can be. And he's got a rose And he dances in alone in the light. even friends, then somebody bends. On extra temporally. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Beautiful. I give myself Beautiful. all the roadies. <laughs> he gave himself the points. Jess, you get the point because I think your Renslayer variant theory is actually really great. Amazing. And I think that's a really, really cool idea. idea. I hope that's the case. Yeah. You deserve that. Um, yes. So our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Thanks to Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved... You receive a prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news. Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ROGUE at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code ROGUE, to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast episode. All right, we have time for one ROGUE question guys right. hbo's upcoming tv adaptation of the popular video game series the last of us could be one of the most expensive shows in history with individual Jeez. episodes reportedly crossing the eight figure mark what video game would you like to see adapted for television for even more money oh. hubert yes. hubert just kidding no not hubert, hubert? Uh, no, that's his, his <laughs> vote and it's a horrible vote i'll tell you that this much. is simple from the from the company that brought you the dragons in game of thrones comes Yoshi's Island, a oh cinematic God. masterpiece at a, coming in at a whopping $20 million per episode. You have <laughs> Blue Yoshi, Red Yoshi, Yellow Yoshi, Green Yoshi, all coming together to eat eggs and apples <laughs> and solve puzzles. No, I, I think the movie that I would choose, honestly, and it's a tie between these two franchises, but... Either Pajama Sam or Backyard Baseball. Ooh. I think oh, bitch. would yes. make Backyard phenomenal. Baseball. Like all of yes. the money yes. entertainment. Yes. Like all of their oh library. Any yes. of those would make phenomenal yes. TV series. And I know damn well this has already been done, but I want to do it in the way that we did it back in the day. I want to do the Oregon Trail, <laughs> but I want it to look exactly like the Oregon Trail yes. video game. And I want them to put a lot of money into it. And I want to die of dysentery at least twice. So I want it. I, you know what? We're going old school. Once you said backyard baseball, I had a heart attack. Um, well, MT, I'm going to give you the point for backyard baseball. Uh, yeah, Jessica, you are reigning supreme of this episode ah, of Rogue Theory. Woo, woo, woo. 
I got no points. <laughs> you got zero points. Oh no! I'm back to Tommy. If you want to pull out that blue shoe, one point at a time. That's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our wonderful guests, Jessica Clements, Tommy Bechtold, and MT. Follow all three of them on their social media. Support their many endeavors. You can support this channel by checking out uh, all of our merch at NewRockstarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars, of course, and subscribe here on YouTube. We'll see you next week, kiddos.